Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. An alternate gospel reading for this morning in remembrance of Sanctity of Human Life Sunday from John chapter 10, beginning verse 7. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and, co- and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. So far, our text. King David said it best, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows them very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. And we live in a day and an age where, sadly, more needs to be said than those words. Or, maybe better put, those truths need to be spoken again and again and again. Unfortunately, what seems to be so much like common sense from these words of King David are not so common anymore and are not considered to be good sense by the wisdom of our world. Beloved David, even without the great gift of godly wisdom that his son Solomon would receive, he knew exactly who was responsible for all that he is as a human being in this world. David, as the psalmist, takes his here inside the mother's womb. Every person since Adam and Eve was born, uh, created into this world, they have taken up residence inside their mother's womb. And in that not-so-secret-anymore place, God formed your inward parts. After your fifth week of life, in your mother's womb, God started your heart beating, even though you were only the size of a sesame seed. By that next week, your intestines and your brain began their development. 
After your 11th week within that secret place, God had caused your legs to kick and your arms to stretch. All the while, you were the size of a golf ball. After 14 weeks, the Lord God fired up your brain impulses, allowing you to stretch and flex your facial muscles. You may have even started at that time sucking your thumb while God enabled your kidneys to begin their work. How remarkable it is to think that none of that and all else that takes place within the development of our lives was by chance. None of it by accident with God. The Lord God Almighty, Maker of heaven and of earth, He was the one knitting you together from the very moment your life began. He had done the same for your parents before you, and for their parents before them, and for all those all the way back through the generations of people, back to Adam and Eve, whom He formed first from the dust of the earth and breathed into Adam's nostrils the very breath of life. Now, your life did not begin until that moment you were first conceived. Your soul did not exist before you dwelt within your mother's womb. For your soul began when your body began. All of it as your life began as one. For the Lord God has known all of your days, even when they were not yet begun. Today, we observe what is known as sanctity of human life Sunday. And the recognition of this day began in response to the rise of legalized abortions within this country. And as God's people, sanctified and cleansed in the waters of baptism, devoted to His Word and to His will, we hold all human life as sacred from the very moment of conception when that life begins, all the way until its natural end in this broken and sinful world. Knowing that no human life is an accident or a mistake, we take a stand against abortion, against euthanasia, and any practice that seeks to unjustly end the life of another human being that has been knitted together by God's hand within the womb. No one's freedom to choose is worth more than the life that God has given to another. Just as no one's freedom of choice is worth more than the life God has granted to you. That God considers our human lives as sacred, as holy, that should be quite clear. Quite obvious from His Word, for He is the one who has created us in His own image. We hear in Genesis 1 and 2, He created mankind as a living being. He provided mankind with all that we need to support this body and life, Luther so well explains in the Catechism. He even placed the tree of life in the midst of the Garden of Eden, so that mankind could enjoy perfect life in God's creation 
forever. For God is the author, the originator of all life, as we confess it and have done so in the third article of the Nicene Creed. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life. And Jesus, our Lord, says of Himself in John 14 that He is the way, the truth, and the life. Along with being the resurrection and the life we hear in John chapter 11. God did bring forth judgment upon Cain for killing his brother Abel, driving Cain to sorrow for his sinfulness. And the Lord God has seen fit to protect human life with the fifth commandment, you shall not murder. Unfortunately for us, when, we, when sin entered into this world, and because sin remains here in this world, our views on life have weakened over time. It is true, we are not to worship life as though it were a God itself. Our end goal here in this world should not be to live forever in a broken and sinful world. There is a time when we will cross that line from preserving life to merely postponing or delaying death. Even still, God has gifted you with the gift of life. Neither you nor I willed ourselves into existence. We played no part in our beginning. In our creation, the fact that we live, that we breathe, that we have our being is due to God's good grace alone. God Almighty wants you to take that joy in that life that He has given unto you. To use your life for His glory in fulfilling the very many vocations He has granted to you. Because of sin, within this world, Our efforts in life are always doomed to fail. Sin corrupts, and it plagues everything we do thoroughly. This was never God's desire for His good creation. God did not give life into this world, into His creation, with the desire that He would then again take it away. That that life would ultimately end in death. But death is a result of sin. Death is the just punishment for sin, rebellion against God. If sin had never entered into this world through our first parents, we would never experience death. Yet here we are, in the midst of it, the very valley of the shadow of death. And into this deathly valley came the Lord God Himself, Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin. He took on your human nature. His life as Son of Man began when He was conceived within the secret womb of Mary. And His purpose for coming into this world in such a way, He says so Himself, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, has seen our need as sheep. He knows that we are stalked day in and day out by our sin and by death. He knows that wolves and thieves and robbers who look to end your life are of life of faith are all around. He himself thus lays down his life 
for you. His death upon the cross, it is the death that is due for all sin of all mankind. He died fully upon that tree for all sin so that no one would ever have to know eternal death. For all who believe in Jesus and what He has done for our salvation, you will live forevermore. Live on and on and on as God most originally intended for His good creation. You and I need that forgiveness of sins, the forgiveness of Christ. You know your sin. You know that you daily sin much. Nothing takes that sin out of God's sight except for Jesus and Him crucified. Every person conceived and born here into this world needs Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins, for eternal life, and for salvation. For Christ, in His grace, in His mercy, He offers forgiveness, even and especially to those who repent of having had an abortion, or those who have played a part in causing someone else's Our good and gracious God, He holds all human life as sacred, as special, as holy in His sight, set apart for His good purposes. For life is God's greatest gift unto you. For without life, you would never know Jesus Christ and His love for you. God Almighty grants you that life that never ends with Jesus Christ in His great kingdom. He has given you that new life of faith as He has caused you to be born again in the waters of holy baptism. And He strengthens you up for eternal life through the very giving of His own life-giving body and blood, which is the true medicine of immortality, of life everlasting. Thanks be to God for this great gift of life. Amen. The peace that does pass all of our human understandings, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to that life everlasting. Amen.